0: Ted Demi worked his way up from MTV production assistant to becoming the biggest director in Hollywood. On January 13, 2002, while playing basketball with friends, the buzzer ran out. Ted had a heart attack and died on the court. He was only 38.
1: Live! From Los Angeles.
2: 911, what is your emergency?
3: We're in Hollywood now. Two counts
1: of murder. Injury
3: and death.
4: Oh my God. Shocking new details. That has stunned the entertainment world.
1: Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. What
3: do you call this thing anyway? Death, death in entertainment.
5: Hello everybody. Hey, Greetings. Welcome. hey, hey. hey. To another Monday, another Death in Entertainment. My name is Kyle Plouffe. My
6: name is Mark Balcarin.
5: And I'm Alejandro Dowling.
6: Woo! What
0: does it matter
6: if it's Monday? (laughs) This guy hates Mondays. (laughs) No, but why remind people that it's Monday? Oh, Well, because we release on Monday. But they could be listening to it. And we record on Monday, too. Let's not uh,
0: take away the magic.
6: It's live. It's
3: live. We're doing it live! Fuck it!
6: But to the person listening on Friday, they're like, what are you talking about Monday?
5: Yeah, they're going to feel like they're missing out.
6: Well, people watch Saturday
0: Night Live on Tuesday sometimes because they fucking record it. Live from New York. Hey,
5: what the fuck? I'm in Missouri.
0: It's Saturday night. No, it's not Saturday night for me. And I'm not in New York. You son of a bitch. And I'm not enjoying this show because it's bad also.
5: (laughs) Okay, happy Monday. Happy Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Or any other day of the week. Yes. So anyway, what was I talking about?
6: We should get into a couple quick updates that happened today. What happened today? A ninth victim in the Astro World disaster. Oof. Oh my god. A horrible tragedy keeps getting more horrible. Yeah. The body counts are stacking up over there at that yeah. Astro World. Thanks, Travis Scott, you, you scoundrel. We talked about it in our mini sode a little bit. Yeah. But he has a history of inciting these kind of riots at his yeah. shows. The guy wasn't coincidentally paralyzed by being pushed off a balcony at a Travis Scott show. It happened because it was a Travis Scott show.
0: That would be like the new, you know, there's suicide by cops, suicide by going to Travis Travis Scott Scott. show. Oh my, you're not kidding.
5: (laughs) Suicide by Scott.
6: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You have a 95 chance of dying or being maimed if you go there.
5: Or stabbed with a needle. Stabbed with a needle. Full of opiates. That's the other news that came out. Yeah. Yeah, some security
0: guard. Why doesn't a guy just take his own opiates? Why is he just stabbing random people with just, their How do you drugs? get
5: past uh, security with all that stuff? So what's Needles. the latest on that, the stabbing? As far as I know, it's still um, security guards and the actual Houston police have said that there were multiple people stabbed with a needle full of opiates, and all they felt was like a little pinch, and then like turned around like, hey, what the hell, and then just yeah. passed out immediately. Well, you can't.
0: Had every single person down coming in, especially when they're all running directly through the Breaking gate. Breaking the yeah. barricades. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good luck on that.
6: One of the people was probably like, oh, man, I just felt a little prick yeah. in my back. And their friend was that's like, that's what she said. Yeah. What do you expect at a Travis Scott show? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Travis Scott is a scumbag.
5: Yeah. In summation, on the shit list. Oh, Put yeah. Put him
0: on the shit list.
5: <laughs> He's on the shit list. Officially. Yeah. There was. um. A report that came out that police and everyone there all had like a code word for a fatality at the concert, which was Smurf. I heard that. Yeah. And so these guys came on stage and like we got multiple Smurfs in the audience. And he's like, hey, get off the stage and like pushes them away. So
0: that's what he was set, whispered in his ear at yeah. that time? Oh yeah.
5: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. There's video Damn. of that, too. Jesus. The parents
6: that have to hear their kids saying, hey, I'm going to a Travis Scott show. I'll call you later. Yeah. There couldn't be a more dangerous activity they could be going to embark on right? yeah. than going to the Travis Scott show. I'd rather yeah. you do heroin.
7: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
6: I'd rather you freestyle yeah, Mount me Everest. My, me and my
0: friends are going to dive down caves. Oh, okay. As long as
6: Travis <laughs> it, isn't there. Yeah, no Travis Scott music. <laughs> going to go wander around Harlem yeah. looking for drugs. <laughs> You're not seeing Travis Scott, though, are you? I'm no, gonna- Mom. <laughs> I'm going to go swim in some battery acid with some friends. <laughs> All right, honey, wear your jacket. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> don't eat food half an hour before. Yeah,
6: you don't want to <laughs> sink in the battery yeah. acid. You don't want to get any cramps. You want to <laughs> cramp up. Um, and rust. Is there anything new with Rust uh i don't know do you
0: know not really well Uh, i heard the last thing was the defense is saying that someone put a magic bullet in there or something Magic, like jfk yeah yeah it was a magic it was all over the place it zigzagged
5: one of the movie crew members sues alec baldwin and others involved with production after fatal film set shooting that's from cnn today now it's starting Yeah. yeah the head of lighting sues Alec Baldwin amongst others you got to get him in
0: right away because you know I think it goes by when you submitted the lawsuit like it comes at some point there's only a certain allotted money and it'll be depleted at some point yeah that these insurance companies are going to pay out
5: yeah Serge Svetnoy alleges negligence over bullet that now is the this guy <laughs> uh, yeah head of lighting Serge Svetnoy alleges negligence.
6: Say
0: it one he more time it.
5: for the kids. Serge Fetnoy. This Nostrovia.
0: is my friend, Serge Fetnoy. He'll sell you cell phones. Or break, your legs. or
6: break your legs. Or both. Yeah, if, if that guy is suing you, whoa. Yeah. yeah, he's wearing a leather jacket at court. He means business.
7: Pay the
2: man his <laughs> money. Yeah.
6: Serge Fetnoy. Yeah, he's got a packet of Oreos yeah. by his side. Привет. There's cologne on his cologne. He drinks the cologne. He drinks the cologne.
5: <laughs> and now he come for Alec
0: There's <laughs> vitamin D in the cologne Sorry, Svetnoy <laughs>
5: alleges negligence over bullet That narrowly really missed him Oh uh, he
0: almost got hit
5: Apparently it just missed him and then hit Helena who was standing next to him
0: It dodged Alec
6: Baldwin
5: Yeah he's saying that it's causing him severe emotional distress That will haunt him forever yeah. Who
6: Baldwin right or Svetnoy
5: Svetnoy says that oh, Svetnoy. Everyone
6: yeah. is saying that though at this point about it Well yeah, yeah. So is there anything more to the rust? Nope, that's about it right now. Story. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Now that it's in like the courts, you know, you're not going to
6: hear there's a lot of gag orders, you're not going to hear a lot of shit and yeah. it's going to take a while. And has Eladia posted anything? Oh, God. Um, no. Lately. Wait, yeah, what did you say something again? I don't know. I don't know if I've heard from her since her happy Halloween greeting.
0: Well, Feliz Navidad's right around the corner for her, oh, so I'm she excited might for she that might one. have a cooking video or something. How do
6: you say uh, Christmas tree? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Alec Baldwin takes New York City stroll with Aladia, promotes podcast after a rush shooting. What? You're uh, kidding? Did he
6: promote our podcast? <laughs> Watch Death and Entertainment
7: yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> they very fair. <laughs> yeah. These guys got it.
5: Um, almost three weeks after the deadly shooting on the set of Rust, a rough-looking Alec Baldwin has returned to the Big Apple, where he was spotted with his family before he promoted a new episode of his podcast. Here's the thing. <laughs> God, what is he talking about? He always looks Rust. Rough.
6: He always looks rough, though.
5: He looks really rough. He lately.
6: never not looks rough. He,
5: he looks like he's he finished 10 rounds with Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Yeah. is yeah. all swollen. But is that for real? How did he promote it? Do they say? He said, this week we are releasing an episode of Here's the Thing that was recorded this July with Marla Frazee. Yeah, the world's clamoring to hear that one. An award-winning children's book author and illustrator. Oh, my
6: God. See you
5: later. She's the true talent behind Boss Baby. (laughs) The brain's behind Boss Baby. So now (laughs) he's trying to monetize his podcast, getting people into it, and also brings up Boss Baby so he can get more residuals because he's looking for money. At this point, he's just going to be like, "Eh, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Oh, you're right.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
5: Very Uh, good point.
0: Miami Blues. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm just going to go back home right now and watch my favorite movie, Miami blues.
6: (laughs) Speaking of Beetlejuice, there was this BuzzFeed list that was in my feed earlier. I didn't mean to say feed twice, but... But you did. (laughs) I was reading it, it said, like, movies that we liked when we were kids, but are offensive now along those lines. And Beetlejuice was one of them. Oh, my God. In what way? He hits on women in the movie, Beetlejuice.
0: But, like, fake women in that fake little town. I know. Wait, was that a real thing, though? What uh, paper? Or what? what BuzzFeed.
5: Here what? we go. This this says wow. Refinery29 did an article on it, and they said, Beetlejuice is a creep on a level I hadn't realized at age 12, and particularly offensive in today's Me Too era. Oh, <laughs>
7: <laughs> Shut, Shut Beatles, the
6: fuck I, up. I I'm not like Ben Shapiro or anything,
0: <laughs> but
7: this is
6: getting a little out of hand. Yeah. And the shrunken heads, that's offensive to people with smaller shaped craniums. <laughs> totally, Yeah. <laughs> The
0: the smaller Cranium community is yeah. very up in arms about that movie
6: still. Yeah.
0: And they will not be listened to, so here it is, or whatever. Alec Baldwin. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Whatever. Here's the thing. Whatever. I whatever. shot someone. Here's the thing.
5: Here's the thing. I'm
0: broke. <laughs> okay. Alejandro, could you take us to January 13th, 2002?
6: Absolutely.
7: Pop <laughs> culture <laughs> flash. <laughs>
6: Okay, in books, John Grisham had a new one out at that time called A Painted House. Ooh, the lesser known Grisham. He was running <laughs> out of ideas <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> by a that B-side. point.
0: Yeah, He's
6: like, all right, I did a shady client that. Yeah, kills he already himself. He, he already burned uh, through the
0: pelican presidential brief money. conspiracy.
6: Yeah. How about someone that's repainting their house? Yeah. <laughs> And then we watched the paint dry. Let's hear that guy's story, yeah. That's what reading it is like. The Corrections by Jonathan Franzen was new. Wait, who's that? You said (laughs)
5: that like we should know that book. You guys are (laughs) joking. No. You think we're like big Franzen heads
6: over here? He's considered the preeminent author of the past two generations. Okay, name one big book. A modern-day J.D. Salinger, if you will. Really? You don't remember any of the hype for Jonathan Franzen? None. Oprah put her stamp on it, and it was a huge sensation.
0: Wait, that's not the guy who... Who wrote that fake
6: book about? No. You.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> Oprah.
6: <laughs> Where she yelled at him. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was James Fry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a million like a little, little pieces. A million little pieces. Yeah. yeah, that's a great piece of media there when she's yelling at him. Yeah, that's a lie, James. Yeah, when she was just
0: that was Oprah.
3: <laughs> yeah,
6: that's a lie, James.
0: Not a
3: lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> just like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you in a car. <laughs>
6: All right, tough crowd here.
5: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Well, well you, asked, you laid it out to us as, as if it was common knowledge. That yeah, would have known that. it is.
5: Or it should be. Okay. Took Wisconsin by storm. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a friend's heart yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. A
6: bookie <laughs> friend over here. Book smart. It was on everybody's bookshelf.
5: <laughs> I can't read, so.
6: <laughs> yeah, well,
0: we know that guy. Kyle, I, well, <laughs> I'm not surprised
6: you didn't. We've addressed that in past podcasts. <laughs> know about it. <laughs> Let's get into music. Let's let's do five. Let's, let's be a go, little let's crazy. Go here, Screw yeah, it. Let's go. Number five was Hero.
7: There
5: goes my by Foo Fighters. Enrique Iglesias. Oh <laughs> God. Oh, I was gonna say color in the shape is like 90 Yeah, years that was a couple of years before.
6: Yeah. It was on the radio all the time, the all Enrique the time. one. I can be a hero, baby. baby. Yeah. Women loved him. Oh, my God. I don't think I've heard that since 2002. Yeah. <laughs> right? I go to sleep to it every night. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I'm not a Iglesias head or anything, so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Number four, ubiquitous song here. Get the party started on a Saturday night. Pink. Uh, uh, yeah. Remember? Yes. Number three, Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. Oh. A solid R&B track. Flying
0: Family Stone cover or just kind of in the No, it's not.
6: Okay. It's not. Good question, though. That's a great song.
0: It's a family Family affair. affair.
6: Yeah, that's a good one. Classic. But it's not this one. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) I'm not a Blige (laughs) head, so I don't really know all the (laughs) ins and outs. Yeah, music's tough. This is a good song, too, though. Yeah. I
0: think Mary J. did that after all the drama with 9-11 and stuff was yeah. going on. That was a big song. No,
6: no more drama. Iglesias' hero was born out of that 9-11 yeah. mm. rubble, that, if you will. That No More Drama song really solves stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we really got over the hump. <laughs> Number one, How You Remind Me, Nickelback.
2: Oh,
0: uh,
6: God.
2: Never made it as a ram. Never
0: made it as a bullman steal See, I see the song when he does the rendition there.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you seen them live? No, fuck no. Oh, you're not a Nickelback fan? No. He's hard to predict. I don't know. I don't know what level of bad music you're going to like sometimes.
5: I know. <laughs> wild card. I, I like <laughs> to keep it All over it that the map.
6: <laughs>
7: <way>. <laughs> you are a wild card. Yeah. Yep.
6: <laughs> Number five in movies at the time, The Royal Tenenbaums. Wow. Wes Classic Anderson's follow-up to Rushmore. So nice. good.
5: Yeah, yeah, one of my
6: favorites. When I saw it in the theater at the time, the print stopped in the middle of it. Oof. Really? And the theater went dark. So for like 15 minutes, we're just sitting there. And Joyking then off. the movie came back on, and I lost interest. Wow. I was bored. You know what happened to <laughs> me recently? I don't know if I told you this.
0: I went to the French Dispatch like a week or two ago, uh-huh. and then the, the, the person there working there, no one gives a shit, obviously, these mm-hmm. days anywhere, and I don't, I don't blame them. They told me the wrong theater to go into. And I went into the one that was halfway into the French Dispatch. Oh. Didn't even realize it. I was like, wow, this is really quirky Wes Anderson movie. He's starting <laughs> on some crazy <laughs> pacing here. Pulp fiction, <laughs> yeah. the beginning and the yeah. end. No and exposition then, whatsoever. And then, like, 20 minutes later, it ends. I was like, wait a second. Is it, is it like, a short? Like, what is going on yeah. with this new movie? It's it, episodic, though. Correct. It is episodic. But then I was like. I was in the middle of an episode and then like the the middle one and then it was just over and I I went out and I'm like, oh, I saw it was on the other side too, on the other theater. So
6: I just kind of went back in. I did start the whole fucking process again. But that's the right movie for that to happen during, I think. It's not like- Not
0: much overlapping of story, yeah.
6: Yeah. If you went into- Dune. Dune, you'd be very (laughs) confused. You'd be fucking lost. Yeah. (laughs) And number four, Ocean's Eleven- classic i i like those movies they, they don't blow me away but they're fun they exist yeah right exactly. as you put said it in the,
0: I've said in the past yeah. yeah
6: number three orange county this jack black cemented jack Black's status as the new comedy star did
0: that i thought um the john cusack one did
6: um, oh high fidelity i thought high fidelity but did, did that cement his status uh that that was his break him. Him. yeah, yeah. This showed him like, oh, he's a bankable comedy star, because this was right after Shallow Hell. Mm. Shallow Hell was a disaster.
0: That does not age well. I'm sure there's a (laughs) BuzzFeed article about that.
6: It's one big fat joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And George Alexander or whatever. Jason Alexander. George Costanza (laughs) Alexander. Alexander. David, whatever. Yeah, making fun of his hair and stuff.
7: Yeah.
6: And he has a tail at the end.
5: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's number two on the list of BuzzFeed's 34 movies that we can't believe were actually made. What's uh, number one? Jack and care. Jill. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. That
6: is an unbelievably strange movie. Yeah. And Jared from
5: Subway has a big
6: cameo. Oh, oh my God. God. Before or after? Yeah, after.
5: (laughs) Well, after. Yeah. Uh, Two of the top five movies in this 34 movies we can't believe got made are Farrelly Brothers movies. Yeah. Stuck on You is number five with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. I can't believe Soul Man's number 11. That's nice. a Have you watched super someone? racist one. Yeah. It used oh, to be on Comedy be Central higher. all the time. Okay, it should be hit. number one easily. Yeah, I oh, watched yeah. that again He turns black and he's yeah. like just super racist. He takes a spot from a
0: African American girl He takes her scholarship. Who's <laughs> 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 played by uh Gloria
6: what's her name? Um Steinem.
3: No, not Gloria Steinem.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but it's Stefan.
0: No, no, the girl that plays the African American. Um, oh. Ray Dong Chang. So Dong Ray Dong Dong, Dong oh, Chi- oh, Ray Chong. Yeah.
6: From the color purple.
0: Yes. Uh, Her and Spike Lee had like a battle about this, I guess, because she was like standing up for the movie and he's like said the obvious kind of critique of it. And they kind of went back and forth and she said, actually, it's a good movie that is
6: not racist. They don't even attempt to make him pass. Yeah. They put an afro wig on him. Yeah. And then make his skin a little darker. Well, in the movie,
0: he gets uh, pills from a friend who is developing something to make it look like you have a tan. You could take pills. Yeah. So he just takes more of those pills. Yeah. Any he, so he can
5: pass as a black guy in order
0: to get into It's insane, it the, whole, the
6: entire movie. But he looks like a guy in blackface, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It'd be like you're in history class, and then Al Jolson is sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah. And
5: then you're like, hey. <laughs> well, that's Dull what Rachel Dull is, all, is She got doing. away with yeah. it for years. Years. And was like the head of the NAACP or something. NAACP. At N-A-A-C-P. The local
6: chapter. Yeah, of the local chapter. The one up in Washington. Did you see the Netflix documentary about her? No. I hate to say it, but it does humanize her. It's a really depressing documentary. Yeah. And it makes you not really even want to make jokes about her. It's just a sad story. <laughs> anyway, back to the comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> number two at the box office, A Beautiful Mind. And this has gotten some blowback in recent years for some reason. Why? Because he's ableist. Crazy? ableist. <laughs> he was too smart. So it yeah. makes dumb people feel bad. <laughs> there's something about he was a nazi sympathizer or something oh nash yeah yeah
5: john nash uh the jewish journal wrote an anti-semitic mind question mark was john nash an anti-semite and should it affect the oscars oh that was at the time yeah this is march 14 2002
6: What did he say, like, or what did he
5: do? It didn't affect the Oscars at all, apparently,
6: because it won Best Picture.
5: Yeah, the charges in question are based on quotes compressed in two pages of Sylvia Nassar's biography of Nash, on which the film is loosely based. Quote, the root of all evil, as far as my personal life is concerned, are Jews. In particular, John Bricker, apparently a colleague who, quote, is Hitler a trinity of evil. Okay, so that's uh, that's pretty clear. Well, nobody's perfect. Yeah,
6: anyway, uh, let's move on <laughs> to the, the number one movie <laughs> yeah. at the time. Any guesses? Wait, 2002. Right after the holiday season of 2001. I was going to say Shrek, but that's Lord not. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship oh, of the Ring. God. I hate those movies. I hate those movies. Uh, we all agree yeah. on this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched them all? I saw the first two in the theater Okay I never even
0: read the books I I remember people went crazy about that in Harry Potter And I never even dipped my toe in it, if you
6: will It's all fantasy Yeah, it's all nonsense Mumbo
0: jumbo Well, let's get into some real shit, guys Let's do it Let's do it So, yeah Ted Demi. Just to give some background on the fella, Ted Demi was born in New York in 1963. Uh, He grew up in Long Island and eventually went to SUNY Cortland State
5: University of New York.
0: Yeah. Ah. That's what that stands for. I didn't know there was a Cortland one. This is like some some crazy. There's
5: a Buffalo and
0: this Cortland. I
5: almost went to SUNY Purchase.
0: Really? Where's that?
5: In Purchase, New York. Where
0: do they have all these? It's like way up in New York State.
5: Yeah, there's SUNYs everywhere. There's a bunch of them. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, he actually graduated college in 1985. Overall, he was known as a very fun guy who loved hip hop and movies. Hip hop in 1985? Yeah, the beginnings of hip hop. So what was he
6: listening to in 1985? Well, I
0: have an Ed Lover clip, which kind of goes into, because they kind of grew up together on Long Island, and they hung out like into their teens and 20s, and they actually worked later at MTV. So do you have that Ed Lover clip? And that's a guy Uh, named Ed
6: Lover, to be clear. Yeah. It wasn't his lover, Ed. Yeah.
0: Yes. Ed Lover. I'm going to send
6: this to you, Kyle. All right.
5: Yeah, I have to admit, I didn't know Ted Demi by name, but I knew as soon as I looked him up all of his work and uh, never knew this whole time I was a crash test Demi. (laughs) Um, Alejandro looks physically
0: hurt Fair Dare I ask you to explain that Oh is that that? the name you were going to say for the podcast (laughs) Um, I'm
5: making up a name of a fan base That's good Crash Test Demi We'll get some Crash Test Demis out there
6: Did he direct that video Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that where it comes from? He did do some music videos. I sent that uh, via email Wait, to you. You're not going to explain it? No, it's just something I made up. Oh, you yeah. mean just because Demi sounds like dummy? That's it? Yes, that's There's it. There's no. He didn't direct like a. There's no other connection. Crash test
5: dummy nope, video. Literally or... nothing else. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> right.
6: Well, he.
0: I you never know,
5: really thought about that. He one.
0: took a reach. Sometimes he gets swingy. know, they don't all hit home Swing runs. Swing and
5: a miss. Hey, Ed Lover. you're out. Sometimes they're um, grounders. All right. This is the clip with Ed Lover talking about Ted Demi.
3: Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world tune in to hometown ghost stories live on youtube every tuesday night at 9 p.m eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted
2: for people out there that don't know who ted Demi is ted Demi is probably the most important person to me, and my entire career because Ted Demi gave me my start on Young know, TV Rats. What a lot of people don't know is Ted and I knew each other since high school. Ted was the coolest white boy I ever met. How I met Ted was my best friend, Kurt, um, and Ted's family were both Episcopalians, so Ted, Kurt's mom was very big in the episcopalian community as a part of the uh, episcopalian diocese of long island and so was what Ted's religion father. were they so every time that they were having, christian these, episcopalian these oh, okay. it was, was kind of weird i, I didn't catch that yeah, kurt, yeah episcopalian, Bring me episcopalian. just to calm kurt down and then ted was out there and we were running to ted and he knew so much about hip-hop like i i couldn't believe it it was up my alleyway it was up his alleyway so when um up Ted the way. and Peter Doherty, God rest both their souls decided to bring your own TV raps to America. That's how Ted and I connected again from college and everything else and the rest was just history, man. He put me on and it was over. Yeah.
6: I never heard someone say up my alleyway.
0: Yeah, I but right up my alleyway. He's riffing and he, he goes on to riff some weird <laughs> stuff. <Ted>. <laughs> <laughs> like the Episcopalian stuff was like a lot of I don't I'm like, all right, well Ted Demi is a Episcopalian I guess I didn't I didn't know any of this stuff Thank you Ed Lover yeah. Ed Lover of the famous Ed Lover and Dr. Dre mm-hmm. Dr. Dre not to be confused With the West Coast Dr. Dre that
7: Yeah that was a trash
0: producer. Dr. Are Dre, you aware Dr. Con- Dr. Dre that's not Dr. Dre There's two Dr. Dr. Dre's
6: what?
5: From the 90s, yeah, yeah. No The other one kind of looked like Big Pun He was a big fan. Yeah, Big Dude How
6: did I not know this?
0: It, it annoyed
5: was... the shit out of me when I was a kid I maybe. don't
6: know who came up with it first, to be honest
5: I know which one has more money Of course, yeah, he's got like a billion dollars
6: I think it's Dr. Dre Yeah, Dr. Dre
0: one, I think, didn't he spell out his name, Doctor?
6: Yeah. Oh, that was And his he had mistake. an accent mark over the E. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Get> <laughs> Those were here.
5: two big errors. Yeah. Well,
0: one was a big MTV guy, and one was just like a music impresario. That's the
5: other Dr. Dre. Okay. He yeah, was yeah. one of the hosts of Yo! MTV Raps. Got yeah. it.
0: Okay. So, out of college, he gets a job as a PA at MTV. This is just as MTV's getting started. Like, they're not really a big thing until
6: the late 80s. They're, like, getting bigger and bigger
7: mm-hmm. and bigger. And
0: he's, like, on the ground floor of it, which is great. Yeah.
7: Yeah.
6: Yeah, that was at the start of Colin Quinn on Remote Control. Well, he worked as a PA. Adam remote Sandler, yeah. Polly Shore, yeah. all that. John Stewart was he? That's a little early for John,
0: John Stewart was in and out of MTV. Yeah. I think the show he got before he got The Daily Show was some was a late night Which show on, MT- later, on MTV. I think
5: it was the John Stewart Show. Yeah, it was the John
0: was Stewart, but Stewart but Show in like 93 like, yeah, or something. Later, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he worked there for like, given five, six years, something like that. Eventually a producer yeah, yeah. for Yo! MTV Raps, which he created. Creator. He created the show. Mm. So before there was like some hip hop on MTV, not a lot, but he kind of like beefed up their presence in the hip hop community, creating the show Yo! MTV Raps with that guy Peter Doherty that Ed Lever was talking about there. Mm-hmm. After he's doing this for a while, he decides, you know, he wants to make a bigger move in the industry and become like a full-fledged director so at this time he creates this short called the bet and i have a little video here on the bet
8: in the script we actually you know we had written that there was a horse race actually shown you know and then after we once we started shooting we realized that we didn't have the money to shoot an actual race you know how are we going to go to you know we didn't know where we go how we do it so that that whole final sequence of the camera moving very slowly into him was something that we came up by necessity because we couldn't cut away and in, in doing that, I realized that it was boy, it was much more interesting anyway to be on his face and this to watch like a someone PBS watching the race shit. as mm. opposed to watching about. the race um, and hearing the race in the background. So sound design was very important. Oh, Vinny Pastore, the guy who plays the big thumbbreaker, who's big like person. been in so many movies since then, he's actually been in two of my movies since we did The bet, and we've remained friends. He walked into my casting session dressed like you see him in the movie. He's got, I believe, that orange shirt on, like this whole suit, and he was sipping a McDonald's cup. And he walked in he's like, all right, who's the director in here? You? You're the directing there. All right, what's my lines? You got my lines. Come on, let me do the lines right now. I right, hope we're, we're going right now? And like, oh, and we and I was reading with him. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't have the money. You don't have the money. I'm gonna break your thumb. I'm gonna break everything. I'll do everything. I'm like, all right, good, all right. You got the part, man. Uh yeah, fine. Great. He goes, all right, thanks a lot. See you later, and left. And I was like,
5: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Does it go a little bit further, or is that yeah, there's like okay. another five minutes or so
0: okay Um. Uh, well that's pretty much it like in that also <laughs> at the tail end of that clip it was called uh, shortcuts on pbs yeah uh it's revealed that the host of that show is actually louis ck
7: <laughs> oh <laughs> which, really? which
0: I, I found interesting but yeah. so pretty much he put this kind of short movie together in order to get himself like to show that he could be a good director um so after this his first movie was called who is the man with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. It was like some ridiculous hip-hop comedy featuring those two guys. And like, Oh, a-
6: yeah. That was one of those VHS covers I saw. Yeah, time who the was the man? Yeah, there's like a up. bunch
0: of stuff going on. There's like a question mark. Yeah,
6: it was so early 90s yeah. style. Oh,
0: also during his days at MTV, he started creating these shorts with Dennis Leary. Just black and white, just basically Dennis Leary doing stand-up. No cure for cancer.
5: Yeah, that came... That came from right these.
0: Yeah, like, from these. Yeah, he he was able turned to. Turned into that.
5: Yeah. Yeah. These are like super famous. You know what I
4: don't want on MTV? I'll tell you what. Aerosmith, Vanilla Ice, and Cher, okay? No Crosby, no Stills, no Nash. No bald guys, no fat guys. <laughs> Just no angry, fat bald crazy guys. Guy. No rock stars who look like history professors, okay? R.E.M., no. Marky Mark, no. P.M. Don? no. No half-hour comedy hour, no one-hour comedy hour. No rock, no jock, no Ed, no Dre, no Polly, no joiner. All I want is Cindy Crawford, okay? House of Style, 24 hours a day. No MTV News unless it's news about Cindy. What she's doing, what she's wearing, what she smells like, okay? No music unless it's songs about Cindy, okay? I want half hour specials about Cindy I want hour long rockumentaries about Cindy I want Cindy unplugged I want acoustic Cindy I want long drawn out slow motion shots Of Cindy walking Cindy sleeping Cindy eating an Eskimo pie Naked on the roof of the Empire State Building Okay. I want to change the house of style To the house of Cindy Not MTV, CTV No rock, no promos okay, No Richard gear. Just me Breather. and Cindy Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think you hear me knocking Richard And I think I'm coming in And I got a box full of Eskimo so pies So he did
0: with- like a bunch of yeah. stuff like this Yeah yeah, I, I like Dennis Leary. I thought he was, you know, I, I, I liked too. him during the the 90s. I liked him after I heard that stuff where he was stealing kind of the the Bill aura Hicks. in the Bill Hicks personality traits.
6: On and stage. a direct story about that runner that died. But it was the exact same bit. They yeah. both did it. and Dennis Leary did it later. It was oh, in really? No Care for Cancer.
0: That's what Ted Demi directed first. That he kinda st- he di- he directed every single stand up special by Dennis Leary. And yeah.
6: the I'm an asshole thing, which blew up. That's the one that Louis C.K. That's K. the one allegedly yeah. stealing.
0: Louis also said a lot of people stole his
5: shit. Dan Cook. Yeah. Dan
0: Cook, yeah, maybe that's more accurate, but I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Who the fuck knows? Yeah.
5: It was I mean, like the industry joke though, like uh how did Dennis Leary get away with stealing all of Bill Hicks bits because there's no cure for cancer. <laughs>
6: very true
0: (laughs) (laughs) so after that he did like some music videos he did um, Bruce Springsteen's The Streets of Philadelphia
6: for the movie Philadelphia for the movie Philadelphia directed by his uncle
0: Jonathan Debbie, How did he get that job? That's a big thing, too, with him. Everyone's like, uh, oh, yeah, I just all of a sudden I got this PA job at MTV, even though it sounds like a lowly kind of job. that's it was still, a hip. It's a really hard place to get a job. You yeah, know? it's still Viacom, you know, the, the big company. So I yep. don't know. He does mention that whenever he's asked, like, how do you get in the industry? He never like shirks away. You know, like the Coppolas, they changed their names to make it <laughs> seem like they, they don't
6: have family in the industry. But he
0: kept his name. He, he told practically
6: they... changed his first name to Jonathan. Who? Ted? Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but In what way? What are you talking about? <laughs> Did you get it, Kyle? No. no. No? No one got it when I was cooking? <laughs> but
0: do you want to explain that to us so he will get... get it?
6: I. It's almost not worth explaining. Well, I <laughs> okay, would agree. I, I guess the joke was... <laughs> He stopped just short of changing his name to Jonathan. Okay. So that he would be Jonathan Demi, literally. <laughs> and use the name to get work.
0: I
5: yeah. get it now, and I
6: kind of feel worse about it.
7: Okay. <laughs> I didn't say, it. hey, they're
6: not all winners. Sometimes yeah. th- there's a clunker, and you just got to move on. As we're finding I personally out. Uh, like Crash Test Demi better than that.
0: Crash Test Demi? All right. <laughs> I, it rolls off the tongue. I don't know. I'm not trying to be partial in any way. <laughs> I'm not going to
6: say anything bad about it. Okay. So I accept it.
0: Well, the Crash Test Demi could be the title of this. Hey! We don't know. Yeah. Uh, anything's possible. So That's true. So after like, he got all this kind of work under his belt, he's got some industry cred, he starts making some bigger, more official movies. He did The Ref, which I watched last night.
6: Oh, nice. I love The Ref.
0: The ref was was really good, but the the ending was really quick. It was like rushed Mm. at the end. You know, the the kid was supposed to go with them, but he doesn't. And then he just kind of runs off and he says, good luck to Dennis Leary. (laughs) (laughs) And then Dennis Leary gets in this kind of crickety boat and they just take off. It just seems very forced.
6: It's called the ref because he takes this family hostage and he ends up being a referee of sorts to all their bickering. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: A lot of one-liners from Dennis Leary, which is known for these movies.
6: When it was okay to like Kevin Spacey's work, it was a very funny role. And they paired him with Judy Davis, who is a great actress. She's great. I was like...
0: I didn't know that was her. She's yeah. the same woman from Celebrity, from yeah. Woody Allen's yep. Celebrity.
6: And she was great in The Ref. And Absolutely. I don't know why. I'm like,
0: why do you not see this woman more? It's
6: yeah. underrated, the movie, I think.
0: Say what you will about Kevin Spacey.
6: Yeah, it's it works.
0: <laughs> Famous <laughs> the last words of me. I got canceled off the
6: show. Um, <laughs> and, but he's the good. The ending, what you said about the ending. Yeah. I actually just read it on IMDB in the trivia that there was another ending in my it makes sense that Dennis Leary gets caught by the cops and shows that a life of crime is not worth it. That would make more that would actually yeah. make more sense to me even though I know it's bullshit. Ted Demi said he regretted not going with that ending.
0: It's his first movie. You know, his mm. first major movie. You can't really make big swings like that unless you're a more established director.
6: And it doesn't fatally hurt the movie or anything, the ending. It still works.
0: Yeah. Well, people are already watching at that point, so, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. After that, he does Beautiful Girls, which um, is also a classic in, in my mind. Great movie with Matt Dillon and uh, Michael Rappaport. Who Natalie can a- Portman. Natalie Portman. Uma yeah. Thurman.
6: Kind of a icky role
0: with natalie portman yeah you think?
6: yeah well anytime the, she's in there's a movie kind of a romance between her and the timothy hutton character
0: anytime she's in a movie in the 90s there's some weird relationship with adult male with her
6: yes you know like <laughs>
0: leon and the professional whatever mm-hmm. also yeah um after that he follows it up with monument ave in 1998 which is Monument Ave, one of my favorite boston movies ever made
6: never heard of it
0: Monument Avenue is actually an avenue in a section of Boston called Charlestown, which my grandparents are from. Actually, and oh. a, we have an old funeral home
6: there still. And oh, yeah, you got to tell the audience about that funeral home someday.
0: Yeah, well, there's, well, <laughs> I have more details. I can't really divulge <laughs> to the public, which, uh, yeah, there's no statute of limitations. I don't know if that's that's gone yet, but I don't want to. Okay, di- we can move on. But
6: so when you saw Monument Avenue, you recognized your oh yeah, area.
0: yeah. Well, you recognize a lot of like local Boston actors. They have like a yeah. a stable of people that's in
6: every Boston movie. Basically, oh, really?
0: who are some of the uh, Lenny Clark. Uh, He's like a big stand up there who's in like most of the movies that come in and out. Yeah. This guy, Kevin Chapman, who's one of the Savage brothers from Mystic River. He's Mm -hmm. in that,
6: too. Oh, Lenny Clark. He was in Halloween Kills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't see that yet. And he's in the Dennis Leary shows. Always the job. Yeah, Yeah. Rescue me. Rescue me. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, uh
0: Dennis Leary is the main character. It's just a movie that kind of uh follows a car thief who has his friend murdered, but I don't I don't want really to give too much away. I hate mm. get, doing spoilers. It's a really good But pass, Billy yeah. Crudup is in it and Billy Crudup yeah. is fucking amazing in it. There's a clip. Yeah, Debbie, uh, oh, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie,
5: Debbie, Debbie. Where do you want me to start it?
0: Just start it uh here.
5: Okay. How long have you been out. Just stone, got back.
3: Yeah. great to
9: see you. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Anything I uh, I need to know? No, no, about what?
4: No. no. I'm fucking back. Teddy. What? What?
9: You know what? Take some money. Do me a favor. What are you, hmm?
4: what are you doing? Fuck that. Put the fucking money down. I'm not going down to the gate. I'm not going down to the fuck fucking gate, I got nothing to fucking hide, Bobby. You know what you're doing? Look at me. I got nothing to fucking hide. Come on. Let's get to be I'm dying of thirst here.
0: Billy Crudup, it like he seems like an uncle of mine in that. Yeah. Movie he's so good. He
6: disappears into his He really roles does. because he's almost famous the lead guitarist yeah. and Jesus's son.
0: Yeah, he just seems like in that movie like Dennis Lee was like catching up with him and he's like the Boston mm-hmm. guy. Um I don't know, it's just such a good movie. I what else did I want to say about that? Oh, well, I guess this is like a big culmination of like he does the movie life too. You know. forgettable Eddie Murphy yeah, comedy. Yeah, very forgettable.
6: I don't oh, really know that was, yeah. what that was all Brutal. about. Brutal. And a very generic name, Life. Life, yeah. It doesn't even mean anything. Is, about it the magazine?
0: Magazine. is it the magazine? Is it a right. movie? Who gives this? Is, is it? this
6: profound, or is it just yeah. a stupid Eddie Murphy comedy that yeah. you're going to skip? And Martin Lawrence.
0: So at this point, he's got some bankability as a director. You know, a lot of the studios are like, this could be a bankable director, and he seems to be pretty good at what he's doing. Because these are all great movies in my mind mine is life i think you know his history- yeah not life yeah life is not great so it, it- sure isn't at this point, this is the story behind his next movie, which is Blow. Um,
5: about Weymouth, Massachusetts. About Weymouth. Oh, oh yeah, that's really? right. Yep. I
0: keep I forgot about that. Yeah, I
6: forgot that, too. Yeah. Not that I knew Weymouth at the time. Where I graduated high school.
5: Weymouth, Mass. Well,
0: if you know the backstory, I'll just go right into it. Uh, George Jung of Weymouth. Boston George, known he goes as the by. Boston,
5: George. Yeah, because mm. Weymouth George doesn't fit as good. Well, he
0: said that's what he said. Did you see that interview? Yeah, no. he said... Uh, he moved out to Huntington Beach, California, and he yelled up to a bunch of girls that were, like, topless or something, and they were like, where are you from? And he goes, I wasn't going to say Weymouth because no one knows Weymouth. Yeah. <laughs> so no, he no, no. said Boston, and my name's George, so hence the name Boston George. He's Boston always went by. George. So if anyone doesn't know... Blow is the movie of a guy who moved to Los Angeles and he started dealing weed at first. Yeah. So he's dealing a ton of weed. And then he's like, how do I make more money? And he had contacts of colleges all over the country. He took a flight down to Mexico with a plane that he stole, mm-hmm. like a Cessna, <laughs> like a small little plane. And he just started asking village people if they had marijuana for him to sell in the United States. Oh, my so God. So he wow. he found a contact, and he was able to kind of go back and forth and started selling weed throughout the entire United States at all these colleges and stuff. And I think yeah. the majority was at UMass. Oh,
5: my God. So he's, God. like,
0: shipping all this weed from, like, the border of Damn. Mexico into all the way up to the University of Massachusetts, which is crazy. And then after that... He got arrested, went to prison, and then while in prison, um, his roommate was a Colombian drug lord, basically, like mm-hmm. a cousin of a Colombian drug lord, yeah. where he learned how to start selling cocaine. So when he got out, he eventually worked his way all the way up through the Colombian drug cartel <laughs> to be the right-hand man of um, Pablo Escobar. The actual name of the book is called Blow, How a Small-Town Boy Made $100 Million with the Medellin Cocaine Cartel and Lost It All. (laughs) So this book, uh, Dennis Leary was making Two If By Sea in Canada, and
6: he, he came across this book He's the one that found the
7: book.
0: He found the book in Canada, making two of by sea.
6: That's, That's forgettable crazy. Sandy Bullock rom-com.
0: Yeah, that uh, that no one tends to care about or has seen. I saw it. Oh, but... did you? That was you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, Dennis read it and, uh, and told Ted about it, who brought it to New Line and got it greenlit and got Nick Cassavetes to write a script for it. They got a budget of $53 million, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Up. Um, and eventually it made $83 million Very good movie It's an amazing movie I think we have a clip on Him on Charlie Rose mm. uh, Him on Charlie Rose <laughs> <laughs> Talking about it
6: Is Charlie Rose wearing clothes? Yeah, for once Yeah, because he's talking about a guy
0: <laughs> There's no young assistant in the room Hello, so. Hello.
9: I know you I don't think so no. Why are you smiling?
8: Why are you smiling?
1: I don't know. I'm pleased to welcome Ted Demi back to this table. Welcome back. Thank you, Charlie. Um, first of all, you, this is a true story. Dennis Leary says, "Look at this book." And oh, you yeah. said, "Yeah,
8: yeah." no, he gave it to me six years ago, and he goes, "You're not going to believe this story. I mean, it's unbelievable." So yeah. I read it right away. Because he's pretty threatening. Yeah. But, uh, so I read it and, uh, I just couldn't believe the story of an all American boy, grew up in, you know, Massachusetts, uh, mm-hmm. high school football. Say, Wayman, American, the life of the party, Mr. <laughs> Say, party. fucking Weymouth. Pablo Escobar's right hand man. I was like,
1: wow, I need to, I need yeah. to figure it out. Man, there was some scene there where Escobar he says to, he couldn't believe that this guy had, that George had been able to distribute all that. Like oh, yeah, it sounds
7: no, like no, he's no. snoring. Like literally, did you, did
6: 24
1: hours. And he's in like, no, three days. Three days. You know, yeah, work. yeah. He's yeah. acting he like it out. Six yeah. I know. I know.
8: He. There was a market for it. I mean, George. George is in the you know either the right place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time. You know he was in prison in seventy two, and there's a line in the movie I think you remember that he said because he I went into uh, college uh, jail as a crime school. You know and with a bachelor of marijuana and came out with a
1: doctorate in cocaine, and like that's where they figured it out. Uh, interesting uh, characters. Tell me first about Johnny Depp who plays George. Oh, no, before I go to that, sure. Uh, where is George today? George is
8: in Otisville, a uh, f- federal correctional facility in upstate New York. George is and, dead. Uh, went and saw him yesterday.
6: Did he die? And he yeah. And he was released in 2014. Oh, shit. On yeah. a seven inch monitor. With-
0: George Jung actually loved the movie.
6: Oh, yeah. Who didn't love the movie?
0: I think there were some contrarian movie reviewers out there, like Richard Roper, or some assholes, or something that uh, had something to say.
6: There, there were some. You're right. It yeah. wasn't unanimously considered
7: yeah, a so movie at the some time. Some people,
0: they would go on to say it was good but it wasn't the
6: landmark movie
0: that some other people said it was
6: i have the rotten tomatoes open up right now and yeah it's very mixed hovering around 50 percent. really david edelstein says an extraordinary and unfathomable piece of whitewashing what does he care it's a movie You know,
0: well, I think that was I heard Nick Cassavetes said he went to George Jung and said, "I want to make the movie that is from your point of view and and kind of reflects what you think about what happened here." These fucking hall monitor pussies that are giving out uh, reviews like this—they're part of the problem. Oh my
6: god! (laughs) Even Ebert said, "Take away the drugs," and this is the story of a boring life in wholesale. He was wrong. It
5: is about drugs.
6: It's (laughs) called Blow. Yeah. But Peter Travers of Rolling Stone had the right idea. He said, smart, sexy, funny, and dangerous. This high wire act is a movie and a half.
5: Yeah. It was huge in Weymouth. Everyone was talking about
6: it. Oh, it it was huge, though, a lot of places. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, Weymouth, that's the hometown. And you have Johnny Depp at the height of his career, Paul Rubens, and, and the guy Penelope who, Cruz, and she's amazing. In the, the, really, her, a breakthrough role for. And the guy American who plays movies. the
0: roommate, uh, the the Colombian guy, he's so good too. Mm-hmm. The one who gets totally strung out. Right. They, like, fight on that island and stuff. And And Ray Liotta again. Ray Liotta is amazing. that, And And Rachel Griffiths from Six Feet Under as the mom. She was Australian. And then, because I heard, like, an interview with her talking about how she loved hugging Johnny Depp in the movie
6: as the mother, which is kind of creepy. Did you know that she's eight years younger than Johnny
0: Depp? Get out of here. And
5: she plays his mom. Well,
0: they do age her in the movie purposely, so.
5: Yeah, he died actually this year. George Jung. Did he? Yeah, May 5th, 2021. He actually died in Weymouth, which is crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, went back home. Jeez. It's who says he can't go home? <laughs> Boy, from the earth back to the earth. <laughs> Going home to die.
0: Um. So yeah, at this point you know after this movie he's red hot as a director he could basically do anything i think he had this passion project that he was working on called a decade under the influence i don't know if you remember this it was on ifc but it was like a documentary about 70s filmmakers and the craziness like we've talked about you know john cassavetes and like all those dudes that made very dangerous movies
6: oh i saw that movie decade under the influence what do you think Loved it. Yeah, it's great. I saw it in the theater, actually. Really? I was visiting my siblings in Madison at the time, Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And that was playing at the Orpheum Theater. Yeah. And at the time, I thought it was so cool to see this movie that showed all these great clips of 70s movies and to see it all in the theater. So they were showing clips of Brian De Palma's High Mom and easy rider it was very exciting to see it all on the big screen
0: when movies were more exciting yes but i feel like the 90s were like a regeneration it was the people that were inspired by those 70s people paul thomas anderson ted demi all these quentin tarantino obviously yeah they started making movies but like were more slick versions of those 70s movies basically Yes. And they were heavily that's inspired true. by those 70s maniacs,
6: <laughs> Yeah, oh my. There's a scene where, in one of the interviews, the old guy, Bruce Stern. Yeah. He's like, one thing about us, we were interesting. Yeah.
0: All right, that, that's obnoxious, <laughs> but yeah, we, we get what he's trying to say. Like, yeah. You know, we had (laughs) bulls. Yeah, exactly.
6: (laughs) You couldn't take your eyes off us.
0: That show I've been watching, uh, Dinner with Friends, we'll show a clip in a second of a separate thing, but there was an old Burt Reynolds thing saying, like, there's no men in movies anymore. And in that panel is, like, five men that are currently working in movies. <laughs> <you.
7: laughs>
0: it's just Johnny Depp. Yeah. A bunch of pussies. Yeah. He goes, you guys are all right.
7: <laughs>
0: yeah.
6: But yeah, that movie does do a good job of encapsulating the yeah. 70s and cinema. And then
0: finding out why it burnt out because all these 70s movies, their budget started getting completely insane. Yeah. And that's what led to kind of the downfall of that system. Okay, so... January 13, 2002, Ted is playing basketball at a charity event with a bunch of other celebrities. I think Michael Rappaport was there. (laughs) It's a
6: real who's who. Yeah. Um, Who cares? He's been around (laughs) so long now, Michael Rappaport.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So at this event, he's playing basketball, you know, full court, which a guy in his shape may be not the smartest thing to do after a night out, because I guess he was partying the night
6: before and stuff. Yeah. Well, explain Uh, that. What do you mean by his shape?
0: Um, you know he just wasn't in the best shape he was just kind of he, heavy
6: set guy heavy set
0: guy a little
6: stocky big burly big
0: burly he you know he didn't play basketball a lot clearly and if you're just all of a sudden going from doing nothing to like editing movies for like nine out like th- yeah. 12 and then pulling full court basketball yep. and just trying to keep up. After you did coke? (laughs) After you did coke the the whole night before? (laughs) Yeah. They found traces of cocaine in his (laughs) system. And I think you can't really gauge how much cocaine a person
5: is doing the night before. Yeah. It gets metabolized pretty quickly.
0: Even if he was doing it, you can hide it. Like, weed lasts in your system forever. I learned this by doing drug tests for the post office when I was, like, (laughs) 21 years old. Oh,
7: nice.
5: Um, What, you were pissing in a cup or you were, like, performing the drug tests?
0: I No, I was pissing the cup, oh, yeah. and I was worried because I was a casual carrier. I worked in the summers uh, as a postman in Massachusetts. And, the uh, postman. I was a postman. Keeping
6: it casual. Yeah, I was pretty casual. Are you trying to say you could do blow while you were doing your paper route? I've seen people do- paper route. I've seen people work office jobs in
0: Boston snorting cocaine at their cubicle. Oh, boy. Sometimes (laughs) you have to. Yeah.
6: (laughs) It's how you get through the day. Yeah.
0: Whatever blows your hair back. (laughs) What do they call
6: it? That 2.30 feeling? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. 2.30. There's no 2.30 when you do blow. Hello. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Alejandro does ads for Blow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the movie only, though.
0: <laughs> so I guess the official quarter said that the cocaine may have been a factor in his heart attack as he already had thickened heart arteries. Oh, he did. So he, he wasn't treating himself good. Based on that Ed Lover interview from earlier, it goes on to say he would drink night and
6: day.
7: Oh, like, he was. He alluded. looked like he drank yeah. a lot. Just, and
0: I don't think he had a healthy diet either, so... That whole equation of not being healthy, doing cocaine the night before, playing full court basketball after being like not really a hundred percent in shape, that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. They ruled it in accidental death.
6: Obviously Well he know. wasn't murdered Well <laughs> did, <laughs> Michael well, Rappaport Didn't throw the
5: basketball At his chest yeah, On purpose yeah. did he?
0: he wasn't getting in uh, Beautiful Girls too, So he was He got his ankles Broken
5: so hard <laughs>
0: Yeah They charged Michael
5: Rappaport <laughs> With murder Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's how bad he was Yeah So they found
6: Small amounts of cocaine Which you're saying Doesn't really mean anything He could have been doing A ton of cocaine
5: Yeah It probably means That he was doing a lot Since it's metabolized So quickly and Oh if it's the, already, the fact that it was there whatever 2 p.m the next day yeah um that's probably at least you know 12 hours of not doing coke and then you're still finding it in your system it's like good you might have been doing a lot
0: yeah so a week later he was remembered at the 59th golden globes when actor kevin spacey um, from the ref asked the audience to toast him so kevin spacey was nice of him it yeah. was, yeah, you know. He was Not just looking me. for which
5: young guys were holding up a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's drinking, I'm going to get him. He's drinking, I'm going to get him.
0: Hey, kid, why aren't you drinking yet?
6: <laughs> Did you see my tribute to Ted Demi earlier?
0: <laughs> you see me in the ref?
6: You want to see me tonight? <laughs> you want to make some American Beauty? <laughs> you want to look closer down my pants? It's <laughs> an American Beauty yeah, reference. That was yeah. the tagline. Yeah. Very <laughs> look, obscure
3: yeah,
0: reference there, yeah, Mark. For uh, AB heads out there, American Heads.
5: You want yeah. to kiss me in the rain? <laughs> <laughs> like Chris Cooper! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it for a second Now, yeah. now I get it
6: I'm I like, kiss the rain like the song Military yeah. man Kiss
0: the rain Turned homosexual
6: <laughs> Kiss me in the rain You what wanna he... know who Kaiser Soze is? <laughs> yeah. He's in my pants <laughs> hey. You wanna see where I got this limp? Kaiser Soze <laughs> I'll give you a limp I'll too I'll give you a limp tomorrow I'll give, I'll give you a limp for a week <laughs> Yeah, you'll be walking to your parents' car a little differently tomorrow If you don't have made <laughs> You wanna see a real ref? <laughs> it's right
7: here it's like you tap out <laughs> before
0: you tap in <laughs> um i do have a clip that dinner with friends clip all right it started at 11 14 por favor ted, Demi. ted was a blast
9: i worked for him on beautiful girls for right. about maybe a week and a half or two weeks and so i wasn't around very much but it he he had a really nice set he yeah. really did.
5: Martha Plimpton. It was fun. Smoking a cigarette indoors. Well, he was a good buddy. man. These are the days.
6: Yeah. He was... Um, Cheers. Yeah, here's to Teddy. Here's to Teddy. John Favreau.
9: Yeah, he did... Actually, Teddy did um, all of my uh, stand-up specials.
7: That's right. He directed all of
3: them well. Dennis Leary, of course. He was... Uh, I found out about Ted when... We had heard a rumor about it during a break of when I was shooting a show because Mike Rappaport was supposed to be on Michael, the show and he'd Michael show up him, yeah. and he was with him. And we had heard that he was with somebody who died on a golf course. That's all we had heard. Oh, golf, really? golf course. And slowly <laughs> the story sort of trickled down that maybe it was Ted and they were afraid it was Ted. And all the producers on the show, I met them because I did Escape from Hollywood with Ted. Right, and I had right, this right. idea for this show. Don't make it about like, you, it John. The internet, How do you... Said, is, this is he was a, cool a golf ball with a basketball. Yeah. He used to do "Escape from Hollywood," he just right. talked about movies. It was, yeah. it was very informal, yeah. and he was such an ingratiating guy.
9: Yeah, Michael was the guy who called me uh, from uh, from the hospital because he was on, he was on the
3: bench with Teddy when Teddy yeah, collapsed. Yeah, he told me the story. It just happened right in front of him, and and Michael was supposed to come, and we ended up shooting with four people, and I sort of found out, and and it was just, uh, I mean, it was. We yeah. didn't know if it was true, and then by the end of the show, we found out right. that it was. It was because rumors yeah. are weird in Hollywood. Oh. You never know, right? You, you never know. know. You know I actually know. driving to the hospital. They Michael are weird.
7: Was yeah. wrong. Just
9: ask Kevin Spacey. I was in go. LA doing a press conference for the TV show, actually, oh. and I was supposed to go to meet Teddy for dinner after the basketball game. So, I uh, when Michael called, I, he just sounded so crazy. I just thought, well, you know what? I'm going to drive That's to the hospital. Crazy, anyway. To the yeah. To the hospital. Just, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, driving. Over. Not a like, difference he from, from he any other probably day. Probably doesn't know what he's talking about. So I thought he probably just fainted or something from what I got from Michael until I got there. And then I saw Michael outside. And, you know, you can just tell when mm-hmm. when everything's okay or it's everything. People will say something yeah. to you immediately. When they don't say anything, that's when you know. Oh, uh So I felt really bad uh-oh. for Michael because then he had to tell that story. He had to tell everybody, the people. That, that night, then when the guy from New York came. How about you feel
6: bad so for later, Teddy? Had, you know,
5: yeah. yeah. We'll like, die.
4: Tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah.
6: so like don't feel whole bad, whole
5: bad for a he rapper. Yeah. He'll, He'll be fine. Off. Yeah. 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 Poor Bassett, You're gonna tell this story to yeah. everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
7: How did I really felt for the
0: guy.
6: Cope with having to tell the story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, as you could see there, he was very well liked by the, the industry as a whole. And in Punch Drunk Love and The Truth About Charlie, his uncle Jonathan's movie, he got special dedications to. Mm-hmm. So Ted Demi was survived by his wife Amanda and their two young children.
6: That's sad. He yeah, had two young
7: children.
0: Amanda, she was like a everything, you know. She's like a photographer, producer, you know, you name it. And she ran several L.A. bars. And there's a Teddy's in the Roosevelt Hotel right now, which is named after him. Oh. it's a bar that his wife is the owner of. Wow. Yeah. So his last movie, the A Decade Under the Influence, was actually finished by Dennis Leary and that guy Richard Lagravinese, and I think they finished it up because it was like half done at the time yeah. of his passing. So. His wife actually did a very weird documentary that I was not able to find oh. called Looking for Ted Demi," in oh. which she brings his ashes right. around and everyone does a interview in front of his ashes.
6: What? I definitely heard about this movie.
0: You can find promos online and stuff, but there's no actual documentary, probably because I- Really?
6: It never ended up going through?
0: No, Should I, I just
5: play this trailer? Play sure. the trailer, yeah, sure. Yeah.
9: I said, I'm the director Ted Demi. A guy who you felt, you know, immediately like, oh, I've known this guy forever.
4: Ted Demi was, uh, as everybody knows, he was a real actor's
0: director. I mean, just a
3: total life. Work. Ah, Harvey Weinstein. Was in the room. Everybody was happy. Everybody was laughing. Good guy. Full Benicia. of energy. He was
4: fun. Really bad. Yeah. He was, it was just
6: amazing to work with.
4: He loved everything in life so much.
6: What did you work with him on? Yeah, well, I mean, Ted and I never really worked together on any film. But, uh, that's, oh, that's, that's what? Steve Buscemi. It's funny how he just kind of disappeared.
9: He's dead. Can we start over?
6: <laughs> what the Oh fuck? my
0: god. This is a comedy. It's supposed <laughs> to be a comedy. Oh, Doc- my god. It's a mockumentary. Documentary.
5: Oh. So I
9: have the chance to spend a day with. In Teddy's ashes and be able
5: to take it. Did not out make that clear from its tone. It's no. kind of a no.
9: unique and interesting goodbye trip for Teddy. It's like one last uh, time around the bases, so to speak, with his friends. Huh. A friend of ours' name was
4: Ted. He died. I actually died playing basketball. Oh my
6: god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> want well, to welcome Ted Dibby here. Put his
4: headphones on.
2: Wow. Have a nice show, man.
5: Actually, this seems let's pretty go, cool. Ashes, yeah. Let's
2: go. Joel, let's
0: go. <laughs>
6: Maybe it would be cool. It's I don't kind know. of like a two hour geener. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. One long yeah. geener. And I was thinking that during the beginning of the trailer, like, did Steve Buscemi star yeah, in any of Ted to Demi's put it movies? Together.
0: Maybe he was like, he got cut out of Beautiful Girls or something. Or yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> right. He was supposed to be the ref at first. Yeah. <laughs> Leary stole another thing.
0: Yeah. Well, Leary. Was he was supposed to be the George Jung character? That's what he pitched to Ted Demi. Oh, that's oh. what was his
6: initial in reason. Why for... would he say,
0: "Hey, I want someone else to be in yeah, this"? Right, He's like, "I want to be in this fucking shit."
6: Wow,
5: yeah, totally different movie. Totally different movie. They gave it to Demi, but not Dennis. That's They're funny. not gonna
0: give fifty eight million dollars or fifty three million dollars for Dennis no Leary way. to be a lead. I'm sorry, no yeah. way. He's like an ensemble cast guy
6: absolutely
0: but uh yeah I, this is not you know if anyone's out there expecting this to be like a murder mystery and like you know we're gonna we're gonna solve it in the end that's that's pretty much not this story it's just a good director that died too young he died at the the tender age of
6: 38 years old wow. yeah and the, the death description was like 10 seconds he was dribbling the basketball Then pff, he's dead. yeah pretty much it yeah well coke. you know that that's it living it up as the blow director doing blow yeah i mean well
0: in that charlie rose interview i don't know if you guys heard the sniffs there though like he was <laughs> he was doing that a couple times i don't know charlie, charlie was, was doing it too was yeah. he yeah, yeah charlie maybe, was like... maybe, maybe it was actually charlie rose and i thought it was ted because i heard them and i'm like whoa someone's sniffing man. yeah and
6: charlie rose play it again play the part where he sniffs he seems <laughs> yeah, like you he just did this. blow in the clip, because he's maybe, all discombobulated. Maybe they did a couple bumps in the green room together. Yeah, because remember something. that part where he's like, "Let's talk about Johnny." That. De- oh wait, no, 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 no. Let's talk about this first. Yeah. Just like a cokehead like would scatter, be talking your scatterbrain ear up. Brain scatterbrain, scatterbrain, exactly. I mean, I mean,
1: there was some scene there where Escobar he says to he couldn't believe that this guy had the George. There you go. Had oh,
6: I thought that was Teddy.
1: Teddy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! And, and he, <laughs> he, said he did this. Had the George had been able to distribute all that? Yeah,
6: He's doing bumps in the
1: interview. Like yeah. He
0: was refilling his <laughs> oxygen tankers. <or> <laughs> I know, I know.
1: right hand had the George <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah.
6: They were definitely they were doing bumps.
7: <laughs> yeah. They were keen to <laughs> listen
6: to <laughs> the, the, what he says I next. I know,
1: I know. Uh, interesting characters Tell me first about Johnny Depp Who plays George Well, oh, no Before I go to that
6: Whoa <laughs> that oh, that
1: today?
6: Yeah so that's George,
0: what you
7: know, I'm talking about How How
0: about really? this 9-11 shit <laughs> Clearly coked up And <laughs> possibly What do you think horny? About that 20th hijacker yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> What do you think About Tower 5 You think someone's In on it What do you think You think George Bush And the magic bullet uh, Who was the second Shooter for Kennedy Yeah
0: <laughs> You think Israel You think they're In on it What do you think Is going on here
6: Larry Silverstein
5: had all the insurance out right? it
6: yeah. what do you think huh <laughs> <laughs> you think my balls are too wrinkly or what fuel doesn't, doesn't melt uh, balls or, sti- or, or steel or, what do you think about that hold on I got you,
0: two more ideas coming up you like my interns <laughs> I've, already, I've, already, uh, I've already had them um what do I want to say? Oh, there, there was another Charlie Rose with Don Simpson years ago. I don't want to play it now, but he is coked up out of his fucking
6: mind. Oh my god! We always say this on the podcast, but that is going to be an upcoming it's episode. It's an upcoming, so Don I don't want to go Simpson. too far
0: down that road.
6: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it <laughs> sounds like Charlie Rose over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't say that Ted Demi didn't have a good time while he was around. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty interesting career going from yo MTV raps and, and he, to he, blow. He, he
0: was like a legacy person because of his uncle and stuff. Super talented guy. Yeah. Um you know, seemed like a nice guy, seemed like he was well liked and he did a lot of pranks and stuff, that was mm-hmm. his big thing, too. I guess he made a lot of prank phone calls as John Woo to various studio heads. <laughs> oh,
6: <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear that.
0: Uh, it's later on in the dinner with friends thing, but some might <laughs> consider it racist. <laughs> That's but, why uh, I want to <laughs> hear it. <laughs>
3: uh,
5: let's see, I heard the hilarious
3: word he was, he would call up. And pretend he was Harvey Weinstein? Oh, so he'd pretend he was a Chinese. <laughs> My favorite part
9: of, of the day was when you, especially if he got you, but if you got your cell phone, the message thing, he would to pretend he was a Chinese delivery uh, guy. You know, and he'd go on for, like, minutes in this Chinese. And sometimes he'd call. He had this great thing we used to do called the John Woo speech, where we would call up and he'd pretend that we were John Woo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we go, oh, it's a John Wu. I do a movie with John (gasps) Provota and Nicholas Cage. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You Oh, my God. He used to call up once a month. This is like for the last 15 years. He'd call up and he'd get a voice. Like sometimes he'd call up and he'd have like a Middle Eastern accent. But he'd be from a university and he had... A questionnaire he wanted to go through, and she was such a nice lady; she wouldn't want to hang up. And the game for him was to see how long he'd get his ma to go. And she said sometimes for fifteen minutes she'd be answering these questions, and he'd he'd start laughing, and she'd go Teddy, and he'd go Bye bye, and hang up on it.
0: Those were the days.
6: Wow. So back to that Charlie Rose clip. <laughs> it sounded like Ted Demi was a little flemmy. Flemmy Demi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was
5: he related to Lemmy? Hey, hey,
6: from Motorhead.
7: Yeah,
5: um, the Ted Demi Gorgons is that another fan? That's like a that's a Stranger Things reference as well as oh, anyway, as names.
0: yeah. Might as well give us some Lord of the Rings uh, references here.
6: The demigogs. Did Ted Demi ever win an Emmy? Uh, yes, he did. Kyle? No, he did. <laughs> He did actually. Oh, he internet. did. Yeah, for
0: for, what? for directing a, like a made-for-TV movie or something. Oh, cool.
5: <laughs> Ted Demi I, had a semi <laughs> because of because all of the, the co Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In the movie High Learning, Michael Rappaport
6: was Remy.
7: Hey, oh yeah.
6: And did Ted know Demi more? That is,
0: I bet you
5: he did. <laughs> Kuchar is like leave her alone. She's mine. <laughs> it's Kuchar. All I know is roll doll is correct.
0: Yeah, well says some of our fans on yeah. Instagram.
5: The internet's backing me up. Yeah. Take that, fellas. <laughs> Final thoughts.
0: Talented guy, lost yeah. too soon. Shit happens. Don't do cocaine. Don't play full court basketball after a night of doing cocaine. That's more like it, yeah.
5: yeah. If you're gonna do it, don't just wake up, roll out of bed, and think you could play full court. It's yeah. not gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. Especially at thirty eight, dude. It killed Len Bias for Christ's sake. Well,
0: I don't know what happened. That must have Cocaine. been a bad, bad strain though. Like, yeah, it could have been. I that's what scared me my entire life. Not that I ever, you know, did drugs like that, but like he did it the first hit. He was dead.
5: Really? Yeah. Who's this?
6: Len Bias. He was
0: a He's gonna be like
5: the Michael Jordan for the Celtics. For the sake, oh yeah. first
6: round draft pick okay. in nineteen eighty six, the year I was born.
5: Hey, me too. Wow. And Reggie Lewis died for the Celtics on the court. Yeah. It was a heart condition, but I think he m- might have done cocaine as well.
6: So that's the moral of the story, obviously. Don't play basketball and do Too blow. Coke.
5: Yeah. Friend says he used cocaine with Reggie Lewis. That's the, from the LA Times in 95. Holy moly. <laughs> Doctors link cocaine used to Lewis's death. Yeah. All right. Is Ted Demi from, where is he from? He is from Long Island. But yeah. did all these Boston movies and shows and.
0: Yeah. I think his relationship with Dennis Leary kind yeah. of drove him up there to do all the stuff.
5: Boston, basketball, and cocaine does not mix, apparently.
6: (laughs) Can I introduce a conspiracy theory? Yeah, let's hear it. I think that Michael Rappaport murdered Ted Demi. Okay,
5: go on. Because he wanted to be the white guy associated with hip hop?
6: Yes, exactly. Yeah. He threw the basketball at Demi when he wasn't looking, and the rest is history.
0: Well, I thought maybe Dennis Leary might have done it because he got left out of blow, and that was like a huge movie (gasps) that would have made him an international superstar. That's a better theory. Yeah. In the movie that he brought to him, and then once New Line said, Yeah, we'll do it. But no Dennis Leary. He's like, mm. all right, let's go. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> Johnny Depp is the guy, and
6: this is it. And then to clear the suspicion, he goes on dinner with friends acting like yeah, they're, they're buddy, they buddy. were big buddies. Yeah. yeah,
0: even though he's really crying over Michael Ravaport having to tell the story and yeah. not really his Poor friend. Poor guy. And who gave him the cocaine? Yeah. It, it was from Worcester, Massachusetts, I heard. <laughs> yeah, they,
6: they were all feeling bad for a rapper to have to tell the story. To clear that up, Dennis Leary is from Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester, ah, Worcester. And he didn't kill Ted Demi. No, Ted Demi just Nor he did Michael Rap.
0: Died from poor decisions and like a freak thing, which uh which all contributed to his death.
6: A freak thing? Doing a bunch of blow and not sleeping much and then playing an intense celebrity basketball game. Yeah. Or, or living unhealthy for 20 years. Okay, so. That's it. Follow us on Twitter.
0: Yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Death in Entertainment. Um, YouTube. Tw- Twitter, uh, Dipod 2021.
6: And YouTube, as Kyle mentioned.
0: Send us an email at deathinentertainment at gmail.com.
5: Let us know how you uh, pronounce any of the names that we've pronounced in the podcast so far. Yeah, <laughs> and if you know any more
6: words that rhyme with Demi, we would like to hear about it. Ted Demi should have drove a Hemi. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, don't go dying on us. Have a nice week. <laughs> Stay See healthy. You
6: next week. <laughs> Bye. You have just heard
5: a true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before
9: broadway music television all of it
2: a place that manufactures
1: nightmares
7: okay everybody that's a wrap
1: good night please drive
7: home carefully and come back again soon